You're listening to WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. I just want to welcome you to the show today. Uh, We have lots of topic and conversation around what is the other side of a broken heart. And so we always talk about, you know, not, you know, holding on, not giving up, trying to see a different perspective on the downslope, right? It's like if you keep looking down, you're going to go down. But if you look up, you ha- you're, you're, you're head in that direction. And we always want to head in a positive direction. But what do you do when your heart has been broken? What do you do? It's like, you know, you don't want to go on. You're probably thinking pretty negative, like, you know, things are hopeless. It's like, wow, you know, I'll never do that again. We start making these, like, empty vows, like, I'll never do that. I'll never love again, you know. And so, um, which we— we were created in God's image, and the Bible says that God is love. And so if we're trying to run away from love or being loved or giving love, then we are literally almost like running away from being God and Him, allowing him to love us and to embrace us wholeheartedly. <clears throat> and so one of my favorite scriptures, you'll find it in Psalms 147 and 3, and it says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. You know, the the good news about this uh, scripture is, is no matter what the source of what or why or, or why your heart has been broken, right? God is able to heal and repair your wounds. And I'm, I kind of want to do probably a few segments on healing the broken heart. You know, um, and what happens sometimes when a trauma or an offense or something happens, we kind of can get stuck, stuck in time. So even though the outside is growing and we're getting older, we're still stuck sometimes as that little girl or wherever you were in life and you became traumatized in that area or at that age or in that time. Sometimes without the proper work being done or counseling or prayer, deliverance, you can stay stuck there, you know, and sometimes your responses are coming right out of that space. And so we're not welcoming in or inviting in any new information. It's kind of like we, um, we, we stop really believing. It's almost like if we're not careful, we can tend to go through the motions. And the one thing we don't want to do right, because it's another form of giving up, is just going through the motions, just existing, right? And we weren't created or put here on this earth to just exist. It's like we have to know our value. We have to know that God doesn't do anything haphazardly. He doesn't do anything without a purpose. And so if you're listening today, that means you're living, you're breathing, and that means God has a purpose for your life. And when he has a purpose for your life, it's almost like the only thing we have to do is be born and then figure out what that is, right? 
So once we're born, we spend almost the rest of our lives trying to discover what our purpose is and then walking in it, right? And then not just walking in it, but staying in it because there's always forces around us trying to push us off the course to get us off track, to get us away from what we have been destined and placed here on the earth to do. But we say, not so. You will succeed. You will achieve what it is that God has called you to do. And it's so funny that sometimes, and I've made this mistake to sometimes think it has to be this grandiose thing. But when I was a mother raising my three small children, I was so busy with my eyes on trying to um, be the best uh, woman's uh, organizer or preacher that I really forgot or didn't understand exactly that my call in that season and in that moment was to raise love, and nurture my children. And he also blessed me to be able to do different workshops and to still contribute in the body of Christ. But my main job in that season was to raise love my children. And so I think that we sometimes want to look at this big thing that sometimes maybe you might be a tired mom who just given birth and you might feel a little overwhelmed. It's almost like when you begin breastfeeding, you're not really familiar with it. It, it just seems like the baby's not catching on, you know, and, and, and it can be overwhelming. Maybe you're a rapper or, or you decided that you uh, want to, you know, make beats or what, what, whatever it is that's going to be. You might want to be a baker. Whatever it is, sometimes it can be difficult trying to see your way through the difficulty because that's part of the journey. But we also have an adversary that is trying to knock us off our feet. But God says whatever the the, the brokenness is wherever it came from or why, he is able to heal the broken heart and to bind up their wounds. You know, just think uh, of a teddy bear that got torn, right? And I know I had, uh, so you, you really love the teddy bear and it's now torn. You could throw it out, you know, but you also can stitch it and sew it. And I look at the Lord is that, wow, he comes to, to stitch our hearts to make them whole again, you know? And, and, he, and, and the thread he uses is kind of like um, the invisible thread. It just heals so smoothly, right? And so the, the main thing in, in our journey of rebuilding is just being secure and knowing that there's a plan and God knows the plan. He has one for you, right? And it's, it's going to prosper you, and it's not going to hurt you. And that's, I, I have to relax in the fact that <clears throat> my fears and my, you know, um, it, it's not, it's not going to hurt, hurt me. So I don't have to be afraid that God's got it. He's not going to give me something that he didn't already put in me to do, right? So it's, it's like a, a, a little girl one day uh, is going to be able to be a mother. She can't be a mother now because she's not fully developed, right? But in time, she doesn't go back to the doctor to get any other organs, any other things. But she is able to, um, in time, as she begins to develop, 
those things automatically come into shape. So they're already there. It's like looking at a seed, you know, the, the apple seed, everything that it needs to produce apples is in the seed. That's powerful. And everything that God wants you to do, it is in you. It is in you. Now, the question is, God, how can I get to that information? How can I get to that place where I know that I know that this is what you have instilled in me to do? Oh, boy, it's like that passion. What is that thing that just keeps resounding in your ear, right? It just keeps haunting you like. It's not a bad haunting. It's just like, wow, it's like nagging you, this inner voice saying, wow, you should do this. But it's like I can't get over my fear of being in a room of people that are strangers. How am I gonna how I'm going to be be able to to do this if I can't pass that test? Don't worry about it. He's gonna give you the words to say, he's gonna give you the confidence. You just gotta show up. And sometimes we stop ourselves from just showing up. Show up because he's got something for you, right? Hallelujah. And so knowing that he has plans to give you a hope and a future. It's almost like we, we, we can't mess it up, even though we mess it up, right? But, but, but rest in knowing Philippians 4, 6-7. He says, okay, now, don't get, like, so analytical. You just keep thinking about it. You're overthinking. Don't get anxious about it, about anything, anything in your life. You know, but in every situation, just pray about it. You know, pray and petition God, but do it with thanksgiving. You know, he said, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. We we talked about that a little last week as well, but uh for this particular thought, it's like, you know, I, I, I want to just be able to sit in a space, go sit by some water, whatever your peaceful place is, and just begin to thank the Lord. You know, God, I, I know that you're going to use my insecurities and my uh, the things that I'm not assured of. You're going to use them for my good. Boy, I tell you, I love that song. He did it for my good. So, I mean... All these things that are coming your way, it's not to shake you, but it's to shake you. It's, it's not to throw you off course, but it's to help strengthen you so that one day you will steer the course, right? You're going to stay on the course. Hallelujah. And so we, we can yet be encouraged that, you know, God's peace is going to transcend all my understanding. And he's going to guard me. He's going to guard my heart. He's going to guard my mind. That's part of the healing of the broken heart. It's like that broken peace. Your mind gets stuck and your heart is broke. And so allow the Lord to soothe. Soothe that. Heal it. Heal it. Heal it. Doesn't mean run from it. It just means to to, to, to just be aware that God is repairing and come to the Lord, right? He wants us to come to him when we feel broken, when we feel weary, when we feel anxious. 
And he said, I'm going to give you rest. Now, that's not always easy because sometimes I'm like, you know, Lord, <clears throat> I, I, you know, and I know that sometimes when we hear preachers or we hear messages, um, it just sounds so simple. And, and, and when the message is over, you're like, I'm going to do that. And I get we really don't always know. <laughs> That's the whole thing. It's like, how am I going to love that person? And they're just so mean. It's like, I don't know. But God, help me to love. Thank you for giving me. That's running back to Thanksgiving now. Lord, thank you for giving me insight and, 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 and ways of loving unlovable people. And also the wisdom to also know when I might need to have my distance. And and give me the the strength to know to know that. And you don't have to worry about feeling failing or falling um, or weeping, you know. Because guess what? We serve a God who will wipe uh, every tear from our eyes. He'll wipe every tear from your eyes. The Bible says that He holds your tears in His hand, you know, in a bottle. He wastes none of them. <clears throat> Sometimes I think um, that my tears are, you know, uh, just are helps helps refresh and cleanse me. Because I always feel better. I, you know, we don't like to cry. We think crying might be a form of weakness. Maybe you think that. But sometimes crying can refresh, give you fresher insight, you know. But what about 2 Corinthians that tells us we are hard-pressed on every side, but we're not crushed, perplexed, not put not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. And we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in your body. So yeah, we're hard pressed, you know, sometimes on every side, but hard pressed doesn't mean crushed. And sometimes we might be a little perplexed, but we're not in despair. We don't lose hope. We don't lose focus. Mm. I, I'm just, even as I'm, I'm sitting here and I see, I really sense that, that there'll be someone who's listening that might have lost focus. I, I just want you to just stop right there, not if you're driving, <laughs> and just begin to just to breathe in, breathe in that space. Since, since, wow, when was the last time God really spoke to you that you heard clear? And try to remember where you might have went off. And maybe you have to go right back to that spot and start again. Or maybe you could pick up from where you are. Or maybe you can just simply say, Lord, I, I was walking and I kind of lost my way. And I need you to redirect my steps. And Lord, I forgive me for where I might have gotten off track. But Lord, I surrender to you. And just like pot, clay in a potter's hand, you can make again another. So, Father, I thank you that I'm the clay and you're the potter. And I give you permission to make and create in me whatever you want. And 
when it gets painful or it gets kind of scary, I'll make sure I come back to you. But I give you thanks and praise. And I trust you, Lord, that you're going to work it out for my good. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we get to pray. We get to stop. Do you know you can just stop right where you are and begin to pray? I feel like in this season, the Lord is trying to teach us how to stay calm and peaceful in the midst of the storm. To not just say it, but our heartbeat, our body doesn't tense up, but it has that peace, that assurance. Mm -hmm. That I don't, I'm not, I don't understand. I don't have to lean to my own understanding. I don't have to always know. I'm just going to acknowledge God in this moment. And he's going to direct my path. Why? Because we know that God is our refuge and our strength. That's what Psalm 46, 1 through 2 says. And I agree. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. And then it gives an example. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. I don't know about you, have you ever been in an earthquake? But I used to live in Bremerton, Washington, and I was at work. And we, you know, all the, the we're surrounded on the, on one side, we're all glass. And that's the side our offices were on. And all of a sudden we were looking and kind of felt like woozy. The building was moving. We were looking out the window and we saw the street lights were, were, were bending and moving. I was swaying, and no matter where you tried to stand, you couldn't because the very foundation that you were standing on was rocky. It was moving, almost like one of those rides at the amusement park. But this was for real. There was no getting off. There was nowhere to run to. And, you know, we immediately thought, like, wow, we better get under the desk because if the glass explodes— you know, we'd be there. And so that's when we had to realize that he's our refuge. He's my strength. I, I needed strength at that moment because every, any, anything um, I could ever think of, right, was not going to be enough. I needed God's help. All of a sudden, wisdom came. We got under the table, the desk. And we just kind of wrote it out. We're on our knees. We just wrote that out. And eventually it stopped. And uh, it just left you with this feeling like, wow, we're not in control. Right? And it says, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the sea. That's a scary situation. When you see mountains crumbling and falling into the sea, there's something going on, right, to make that happen. And so where do you put your confidence in those types of moments or situations? <laughs> Who do you call on when there's no hope in anything else? I trust in the Lord. Maybe that could have been our last day, but it wasn't. 
and the Lord saw us through. When I got home, the whole um, half of my, 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 all my bookcases had fallen over, all the books and all those things, you know. But there's worse things that could have happened. We just picked the bookshelf up. It was inconveniencing. But my children were safe, and I was safe. And so in that moment, I gave God thanks. What moment are you in right now that you can begin to thank God? (laughs) I mean, God, thank you. Do you have a job? Give him thanks. Did you eat lunch, breakfast, or dinner? You give God thanks. Oh, think about your relationships. Yeah, there's some people that might get on your nerves, but he also surrounds you with people who care about you. You can give God thanks. That even in our brokenness, I'm learning how to have that peace, how to give God thanks. Not thanks for the pain or the situation, but thanks that there is a solution. Thanks, Lord, that you give me no more than I can bear. Thanks that I have the opportunity to serve you. Thanks, Lord, that there is another side of healing, that you are healing me. I thank you, Lord, that you will restore our lives again, that you will make crooked places straight, that where we might have gotten off. Listen, it's all about being able to have that peace, peace that surpasses the whole understanding, being able to take time to meditate, to just to be still, to be in seclusion with the one you love. (laughs) Though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will and have restored my life again. From the depths of the earth, you will again bring me up. That's Psalm 7120. Very encouraging. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are restoring my life. The parts that could have been sorrowful, the parts that I could have just given up, but you have given me strength to for a moment believe that I can do this. I can do this, Lord. I I, I can do this. I can do this. Can't you see it? Close your eyes. Can you see yourself doing it? It's not as hard as you think. And my motto sometimes is, if I see someone doing it, that means I can do it too. He's given us and left us peace. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I don't give it to you as the world will give it. So do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. That's John 14, 27. Sometimes I feel like the Lord finds me in his word. My peace I leave you. Can you imagine when a parent comforts you in that way. My peace I give you. I don't give it like other people give it. 
I don't give it like the world gives it. That's temporary peace. I give complete peace. Surpasses man's understanding. So don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. Thank you, Lord, for comforting us in a way that only you can do it. And when all else fails, remember Romans 8 and 28. I said, I'm going to kind of do a, a study on Romans 8. So rich. Matter of fact, if you have time tonight or this week, read Romans 8 with me. I'm going to be doing that and just really gleaning from, from it. Um, and it says, and we know. We know, not think, oh, maybe. We know that all things work together for good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I want to align, make sure that my purpose is his purpose, that I heard it well, that I didn't put my own interpretation in it. That I don't do my will, but that God's will will be done. And so here's part of healing. Isaiah 43 and 18. Just say it to yourself over and over. He said, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Forget it. Those past things, forget it. You can't fix that. You can't do anything about it. Don't dwell on it. It's not who you are. It wasn't who you meant to be. Hallelujah. Just let it go. As they say, let go and let God. Let go and let God. Wow, I'm going to say it again, and, and you begin to open up your hands and release it right now. Let go. Ah, you're holding on. To, you're holding on. Let it go. That marriage, that child that's not, let, let it go and let God. Because he will give you the wisdom to know what steps to take and what to do. So remember. That fear is not my answer, but God is with me. God is with you. So do not be dismayed, for God will strengthen you. God will help you. God will uphold you. Hallelujah. And remember Psalm 34 and 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Hallelujah, that means there's hope for me. God, I just give you thanks. I pray that you would strengthen those who are listening, that you would touch them. Hallelujah, that you'll give them great insight this week. And until we meet again, once again, you're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. Remember, greatness is on the inside of you. Have a great week.